Loyal to the music. This is Tax FM. Hello, Hazel. This is Keith from Tax FM. How are you today? No, no, I'm all right. All right. No, that's good. Okay. I, I'm, I'm just happy that I get the privilege to interview you because I've heard your music and I find it quite interesting and quite catchy, especially because it's got like sort of a dubstep sound. You know, how, how did you find your sound when it comes to your producing? Yeah, well, I guess when I started out, I was I always listened to rock and roll, you know, and like, yeah. I was like a skater kid and kind of grew up with like punk rock the, the more like band heavier sound yeah and then and then I got into I guess the first kind of dance music I got into was uh, drum and bass yeah because uh, it, it sounded like a metal of electronic music you know yeah. it's like very in your face and then um, I just wanted to to try and put the energy of like band music like punk music into dance music and I guess that's how I started so I, I myself never knew what genre I was going for. I was just kind of yeah. playing around. No, I get you. And, you know, you said it came from like a drum and bass sound and you listened to a lot of uh, rock music. How do you find producing the genre of music that you produce now um, compared to, you know, right now what's prevalent in dance music is, you know, deep house and techno and stuff. How do you still keep your original sound but still sort of competing with this new sound? I try and keep the, the same energy that yeah. I that I kind of always had yeah. and then um, I find that people kind of accept the hardness if yeah. you if you just um, uh, change the drums so <laughs> you can have like a heavy sound and you just kind of like cut the notes out so it's not as distorted um, yeah. and as like kind of noisy on the ear and then if you just kind of like replace like the very hard like fall to the floor yeah. kick snare with like a more of a shuffle beat people kind of adapt to that so yeah. that's kind of how I've been kind of getting away with with, with um, keeping uh, a bit more in your face sound but, but, but still make it accessible yeah I get you and so you've with that sound that you've had clearly it's working because we have played your music here in Tux FM for over 10 years now from 2008 <laughs> uh, right now it's 2019 so it's 11 years to be exact and I want to yeah. know how, how do you manage to stay you know relevant for such a long time in this industry because the music industry tends to suck people up and spit them out in a matter of months how did you manage to stay so relevant in 11 years I kind of expanded more to um, like Europe and yeah. um, more recently the state and I think it helps to just kind of get out of the bubble yeah. that's that's um, especially in Cape Town yeah. um, but I mean it, it's also kind of for the whole South Africa it's just like to kind of leave your space and, and, and tour and yeah. find new audiences in places you would never thought you would play, you know? Yeah. Just getting like a European booking agent and yeah. always garnering new fans and also when you're touring and hearing other artists and you're surrounded by other artists that also inspires you and that in, indirectly kind of you know, influences your sound as well. Yeah. And also collaborations. I find um, I managed to kind of stay relevant by, by collaborating with artists that, that's fresh and new and hyped now. Yeah. Um, and they they like they know my music, you know. Like, yeah, I get like you. OG, OG. <laughs> so they're always keen to collaborate. And yeah. I can keep your sound fresh. 
Yeah. And, you know, speaking about, you know, um, expanding to the U.S. market and, you know, overseas European market, how how did you manage to do that? And how how was the change between playing in South Africa and playing overseas? Because they're two different crowds, you know, to get people overseas to even give a South African artist a chance is a big deal on its own. How did you manage to get that right? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit of an art case because I was big in Europe before I was big here. All right. So okay. I, was, I I kind of I couldn't get shows so I just did my own bodies yeah. I couldn't find music that I liked so I started making my own music yeah. and I was always put like the, the graveyard shift like the very last the very last show yeah and and, and when, when when kind of the the the, the more bass-orientated music started in Cape Town, that it wasn't popular, so people weren't like playing till the end. So I always played to like a small kind of crowd. Yeah. But then the uh, uh, quite a few blogs picked up my music in Australia and in Germany and Austria, and yeah. so I started getting bookings. Uh, Fabian Ganetas, like Sonat Berlin, he was the guy who did my first booking. Yeah. And for the first tour, I just slept on on his couch, you know, and, and I didn't <laughs> get a good fee. I didn't. Yeah. You know, it was just like rock and rolling it out. Yeah, and by the third tour, the whole tour is sold out, and you know you have your your full hospitality riders. You get good hotels, you get good fees, you get great um, great shows. Yeah, played, a, played on big stages. So it's just kind of building it up from scratch, and, and then only when I was big in Europe that that, that South Africa go, oh wait, he's big in Europe. I guess he's cool. We should. Yeah, him, you know? it's it's funny how you know they catch on late when. Overseas, they caught on to you, and now you know we have like you know get your attention again. You know, it, it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's quite hilarious. But also with being from Cape Town, I wanted to ask as well: how have you how have you implemented you know the sound of Cape Town, or have you impl- implemented you know Cape uh, a, a, a sound from Cape Town or inspiration from Cape Town in your music? No. No. Yeah. No. no. I've, I've never, I've, I've never really, uh, I guess, musically, yeah. been influenced um, locally. I, yeah. I mean, it could be to my detriment. I know there's quite a uh, what do you call it? Like, like in Europe, they love it when there's like African sound yeah. music, and I guess it's also like my heritage, and I'm yeah. like African or whatever. Yeah. But. At the end, I'm 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 just I'm not I'm making music yeah. for, for fun, you know. Yeah, and, I get you. And I've never been into that. Like yeah. I dig I dig like Nigerian funk and like Ethiopian jazz. Yeah. But I wouldn't want to bastardize that with like electro mix with that. Like it's yeah. Like weird. We're like rock and roll always. It, it suits it, you know. Yeah, yeah. So so I never I never have like a, a, a musical influence locally. All right, all right. No, honestly, I, I honestly enjoyed you know interviewing you, getting to know you more. Obviously, besides the bio that you know we we know that we have of you, it's honestly been a privilege and a pleasure to interview someone of your caliber. So I just want to thank you so much. Um, no, before, thanks, thanks for having me. Before we before we end off, any big gigs coming up that you that you want us to hear about, look out for, maybe even purchase tickets for? Well, I'm playing uh, at Empire. Okay. Um, Tomorrow, that's Friday, um, at, uh, with a, a short straw, PH Fat, yeah. and um, I don't know, Luke Vermeer, and I know 
forgetting so <laughs> but, but yeah like the edge fat's like a, the, yeah. the headliner and I think that should be quite dope I've got a very special set well thank you so much again it's honestly been uh, a, a privilege um, interviewing yeah. you and I hope you have you know a successful career in the future some more and yeah have a fantastic day as well awesome same to you alright cheers man the dream is alive Tax FM 107.2